Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Episode two of the UFTA podcast. Once again, I am joined by coach extraordinaire, Coach Emily. Hello, everybody. Good to be back for season two once again. I know you guys have heard episode one before this, um, but we are actually recording this episode before we do episode one. So always good to be back uh, recording with you as well, Jordan. Yeah. And as promised, season two, we wanted to go more outside of just Emily and I having conversations over a microphone back and forth that help people. We wanted to actually get real people having their conversation that can also help you. And this is the first of that uh, mission, if you will, to do that through season two. And we decided that it would be best to go straight to the horse's mouth and why don't we get a member of the gym come in and talk a little bit about her journey in terms of what she's been able to do uh, with fitness and helping her life and how now she's gaining more confidence, control, and clarity over living the life that she wants to live, how she wants to live it, and kind of getting to, to know her a little bit more, but we thought it would be best to share that with the world. So we are joined by Kathy. Do you want us to say your last name? Yes. Okay. Do you want to say it? Cumlin. Cumlin. <laughs> Kathy Cumlin. With Kathy, a K. Kathy K. Kathy K around these parts. Mm-hmm. We've got a few Kathy's, so it's, it's Kathy K. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy, you were, you joined us, I think about a year ago, two, 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 a year and a half? two years ago. Yeah. It, was, it was during COVID shutdown. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was during the COVID shutdown. Um, and you first started off with us online. Correct. Yep. And then we got you to come in one day to just to see what the stomping grounds were like in here. And you're like, dang, I could do this thing. <laughs> and now we can't get you out of here. <laughs> and now you want it. Now you want to come more. Right. And that's kind of where we're at. So why don't we... Why don't we just go ahead and kind of go with Emily and I are going to be more so mediators uh, for you. We got to keep you from swearing too much and from getting too crazy and uh, and getting too wild in here. Yeah. Plus, plus you didn't bring any money for the swear jar, so it's not fun anyway. That's right. Um, But why don't we just kind of go through your kind of journey over the last couple years since we've known you and how you got in here. You can you can mention the word Pam Jam if you want to. Okay. She, she's probably listening. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll go from there. And Emily and I will just kind of ask questions to you, but we want the we want the world to know your story because you got a pretty cool one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, several years ago, I was weightlifting quite heavily, about four to five days a week. Um, started to develop some severe pain bilaterally, both legs, down both legs, numbness, saw a neurosurgeon who wanted to do surgery on me. I had four physical therapists recommend. My diagnosis was a spondy, so it was grade one, very low grade spondy, but the pain and numbness and discoloration that I was having was pretty significant. So four physical therapists said, well, grade one spondy, you shouldn't be having that kind of pain. So that kind of started this whole exploration for me. Um, I didn't want to be fused, that was the surgeon's recommendation to have the two bottom of my vertebrae fused. And my question to him was, well, wouldn't this create more havoc in the rest of my spine? And he said, oh, no. And the physical therapist said, oh, yes, it will. Don't do it. That started me on a whole quest of 
looking at alternative ways. And I, I, it was pretty significant. It was to the point where I couldn't vacuum a floor unless I was on my hands and knees. Mm-hmm. So it was impeding every aspect of my life and my work life. So home life, work life, everything. There were a lot of opportunities that I just could not participate because I couldn't stand. You had to say no to. Yep. Mm-hmm. I could sit. I could be on all fours. Most people don't appreciate that when you're out in public. <laughs> just hang on one second, please, while I get on all four and rest my back. So that, again, started me on a journey. I had a friend recommend a, a, physic, or a chiropractor here in town that does actual uh, traction mm-hmm. to try to get this body corrected. Although we went for a year and a half doing that, my pain never significantly improved. It improved a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it didn't significantly improve. And the whole entire time, Pam Jam is in the background at church and other places saying, you really should check out X, Y, or Z. And I'm like, the concept at the time just didn't make any sense to me. Um, the thought of even doing exercise at that point was like, are you kidding me? I can't walk, mm-hmm. let alone do exercise. Um, so I start seeing the chiropractor. At this point, I start putting on weight. My cholesterol starts going up, my blood pressure starts going up, my blood sugars start going up, and now they want to put me on a bunch of drugs, and I'm like, I've been through this pattern before. Um, I don't want to go down that path again. So um, I started seeing, a, well, I started here because finally I decided, all right, Pam Jam, maybe you're right. I'll start this. The online probably wasn't the, in retrospect, <laughs> wasn't well, the best. At the time, it was a option that fit a lot of needs for you with yeah. everything that you yeah. also had going yeah. on outside mm-hmm. of the correct your direct well, personal with COVID, stuff but with covid and your cancer husband, yeah. and yeah i say a lot not, not just from what you just described here to the audience but there was other stuff with your husband and then obviously right. covid was still very and covid yeah yeah and you know at that time even though i wasn't working the thought of driving up here mm-hmm. with everything i had going on was mm-hmm. even driving for me made my symptoms worse so yeah like, so I did, I tried it for a while, didn't seem to really be getting there. And you know, I even though I think I can mimic people very well, clearly for years I tried deadlift or tried um, benching and deadlifting and such, and I never did them correctly. Mm-hmm. My coach was constantly saying, you need to videotape yourself, you're not doing it correctly. And, and when you were doing the weightlifting for the four or five years prior to that, you were also doing it online. And it was, a, it was a girl in, was it Ireland? Ireland, yeah. yeah. But all of my stuff that I did, I had a videotape. Yeah. So my husband would be in the gym <laughs> videotaping <laughs> me and sending them to her. She'd be sleeping. Yeah. So when she'd wake up when I was sleeping, she'd say, no, Kathy, this is what I want you to do. I never did do it correctly. So I probably made my symptoms worse. Mm-hmm. But in the interim, then, I started doing some investigation on um, blood flow restriction therapy because I figured I was never going to weight lift again like I had done in the past and I needed to do something so I asked you the question at the time do you know anybody that does blood flow restriction therapy lifting and you said yes I do mm-hmm. that gentleman Dr. Griffin is right next to where my chiropractor was and I was yep. like no kidding <laughs> so I go to see him of all places of all places <laughs> yeah. and I bring my equipment and at this time he's not interested in my equipment but he does uh, he knows what you're doing so he says on these exercises I want you to go ahead and use your blood flow. But in the interim, he convinced me to do um, dry needling. needling, And I really didn't want to do it because I tried it before and it was extremely painful. The dry needling, he did it, and then I became extremely symptomatic. And when I sent him the email, he sent back and said, well, that doesn't sound like your spondy. That sounds like your QL muscle. 
I thought you misunderstood my email. I'm like, do you remember what patient you're talking to here? I, I, uh, QL muscle. What is a QL muscle? I've been a nurse for it's four years. a pain years. in the ass. Apparently. <laughs> so then that change, actually, between here at the chiropractor and him, that's when I finally found the trifecta yeah. that actually ended up working for me. And it's Dr. Is it Scott? Dr. Scott? Um, Correct. Yeah. Uh, little Lined, yep. Dr. Scott yep. Little Lined, and then it's yep. Dr. Pat Griffin from right. Dynamic Physio or Dynamic Performance and Therapy. Dynamic Sorry, not Dynamic Physiotherapy. Dynamics per- performance. performance and Therapy. They've they've renamed. They've renamed. Um, and they're the best PTs in town, right? Yes. They're, they're right up there. Man, is he he was really and you know if I asked him once, I really should go back and see him again. I asked him a hundred times, are you sure I'm doing the right thing? <laughs> are you sure this is my QL muscle? I don't know why it just. As many work comp injuries that I had over my career, mm-hmm. I probably should have recognized. But I had to look up what the QL muscle was. Quadratus lumborum. Yep. I had mm-hmm. to. I was like, what is that? Well, then I started reading up on it and went, my classic symptoms of actually both, but more so of the, of the QL muscle injury. And the, so. and the QL can almost, if it's bad enough, it could almost cause, right? There, there's a spinal shift that it could cause. It, it moves the pelvis. Right. It compresses it. Yeah. Well, I always wondered, is it is the QL muscle pulling on my spondy or is my spondy moving and pulling on the QL muscle? I mean, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I he actually reassured me, Jordan, a hundred times. Yes, if you indeed develop the muscles surrounding that spondy and make it stable, mm-hmm. you will improve. You will get better. It will help that QL muscle. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, because, you know, there were times when I would. And then, of course, I would get worse. Yeah. And at this point, I'm still not walking. I still cannot walk. He and you taught me how to walk. The whole reason why I started weightlifting in the beginning was to develop glute muscles because I didn't walk with my butt. I walked with my legs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he and he said to me, you will develop those. It's going to take a while, but you will develop those muscles if you learn to walk correctly. So literally when I started walking a year ago, I would walk 10 feet and then I'd sit on the ground because I had to rest that muscle. So then I'd get back up, walk 10 feet. Then he started saying to me, well, how about if you not sit down? How about if you just bend over and try to give that muscle a rest? So I started doing that and now I can walk and go a mile mm-hmm. and walk without any problem. But so that's kind of my story. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it's you make it seem like it's kind of just casual, like under the water, but there's mm-hmm. a significant no. piece there that like, that that you've gone through, right? There's yeah. that we talked about it before back in season one, where if you go to see a surgeon, what the surgeon's going to tell you? Yeah, let's do surgery. That's what the surgeon's good at. Right. That's what right. he's best at. Right. She or she. And and that's what they did. But the, the hard part is like you 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 tunnel visioned one option there. Right. Right? That's that's what you go to surgeons for right. for surgery. If you go to physical therapists, you go there for physical therapy right. in some some way, shape, or form, right? So it's it's always good to have the extra opinions, which I think you were smart enough to know and like right. open enough to know yeah. to go do that. And then you also played the long game. Right. You, 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 you weren't going to go for an immediate thing that could potentially not do well long term. Well, and if, if it really truly was my QL muscle, him fusing yeah. that grade one spondy may have made things worse. Yeah. I have some degeneration up above mm-hmm. that L4, L5, and I'm like, you sure that can't like... Mm-hmm. 
And every physical therapist said, oh, yes, it can. He just doesn't see those patients right. until they're ready for surgery. Right. So I'm like, hmm. And you're right. that That's their job. And I totally respect him. He's a surgeon. Yeah. If I was in a bad car accident, I need to be Humpty Dumpty and put back together again. That's who I want to do it. Go to. But I was like, hmm, there's got to be... There's got to be a better way. And, you know, I think getting the right diagnosis as well. I think a lot of that was part of the problem. I looked at the MRI. Um, you could see the compression mm-hmm. within that spine. So it was easy for anybody to look at that and go, that's her problems. Mm-hmm. So I'd get in the bathtub at night and I'd look down at my toes and they'd be discolored. They'd be blue, bluish. Yeah. So I knew that we had something some bad going on here. Yeah. And that's why it kind of panicked me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably should see somebody, um, but th- that is totally gone. The yeah. numbness has totally gone. Am I perfect? No, as we know, <laughs> Emily. That's okay. Constantly readjusting things because I'm yeah. not, um, you know. And as you age, obviously, that can become more of a concern. But I know that when I was 180 pounds and clinically obese, and my blood sugars were elevated, I reversed all of that mm-hmm. um, by losing that weight and weightlifting. So. Can you reverse diabetes in some occasions? Yes, you can. Can you take care of hypertension? In some occasions, yes, you can. So for me, just taking a pill is not the answer yep. if there are alternatives. Yep. And that's coming from a nurse mm-hmm. who's seen other patients who I've I taught said you've been with to it do all. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've been through it all. Yeah. saw it on a daily basis. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I think there's another cool part there where you, you, you were always seeking an alternative like you it's it's not so much of an alternative method but you always sought the, the maybe the less the path path less less traveled right and you right. were always looking to see like okay like i see where the road's going but is there another road right mm-hmm. right you were right. always you were always willing to look for that other road right um which i think just says a lot about you in general and that's pretty cool and that you were willing to also like put the work and do it to make sure that this is a a, a lifestyle shift right not just the band-aid over something or something that like like you just said, if they do that, that they fuse the vertebrae, but my QL is still there. Right, exactly. Who knows if I'm going to solve some QL right. stuff going on? Exactly, and, or worse. Yeah, or know? worse. And that that was probably my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. I've known a lot of people who have had that done, mm-hmm. and they've deteriorated. Mm-hmm. So I was already deteriorating. I didn't need any more help in yeah. that aspect of it. How, how did you get hooked up with the lady over in Ireland? I don't know if I ever asked you that. I was looking for some online coaches. And she had done a bikini contest here in the United States in, what was it, Nevada? Las Vegas? I think there's so many of them, yeah. And I was listening to them, and they kind of do, do similar to what you guys do. It's, it's a more of a, not just blindly focused on weight or whatever, it's more of a holistic type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and that's really kind of why I was interested in that. They did podcasts, constantly learning um, it was very interesting for me. I knew that I needed, I knew I needed to do weightlifting. And the only weightlifting I'd ever done before was with my husband. And he did the pyramid. That's what everybody learned in high school at my generation, where you just kind of keep going up and up and up. And then you start at the bottom somewhere a little higher, and then you keep going up, up and up. And I got huge. I got huge. I never lost any weight. I just got huge. I, I had thighs that were bigger than my husband's. I was like, I was huge. Um, and it didn't look, I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. Yeah. I don't want shoulders out to here. But I definitely want muscle definition. And, you know, the more muscle that you have, the better that you are. Less percent of fat, body fat, to a point. Um, 
and I had gotten, she had gotten me there. And it's very difficult for, as you guys know, post, postmenopausal women to lose weight, especially around the middle. To the point where I was telling Emily, you know, I was seeing a doctor here because I was considered clinically obese at the time. Um, I was on um, um, fentanyl, so that's an appetite suppressant, mm -hmm. Cena nutritionist. Um, I was weightlifting four to five days a week, and I was at 1,200 calories. And still, it took months to get that weight down. And then I was on the other end. It was going to go up on the other aspect where I was going to start adding calories in and start lifting even heavier. Yep. My body just couldn't take it anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you, we got we got hooked up with the girl over in Ireland. Got a lot of knowledge. You had a doctor, you had a nutritionist, you had all these things going for you. A lot of a lot of different things that kind of rang some bells to change lifestyle. Right. Changed lifestyle. Totally reversed. Yep. Totally all reversed. Of yeah, mm -hmm. which is super cool. Mm -hmm. Power of exercise, power of movement, power right. of just lifestyle choices. Right. Um, I think it's just a quick reminder to tell everybody, like, hey, like a lot of this stuff can be reversed with lifestyle choices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Like. Yeah. I don't think it can be expressed enough. Right. Um, I mean, medication is great for some people, even the lifestyle choices, they still need some of the yeah. medication, but I can't tell you how many patients that have, I've talked to that, you know, type two diabetes, right. lose the weight, you know, even they say 10% of mm. your weight and start eating healthier and making better choices and they can either lower or get off yeah. their oral meds. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, and there's and then there's there are also the other handful then where they can take the meds and not change anything, Correct. and let the meds and do I their have job. Several people my age that yeah. are doing exactly that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that's great. But if the underlying cause is, why don't we take care of the underlying cause? Mm -hmm. But that would be what I would think. Now there's not a lot of motivation for some people to do no. that. And in all honesty, my whole life that year was doing nothing but taking care of Kathy. You know, there was no taking care of a husband that was sick. Thank God he wasn't sick at the time because it was, you go to this work, my, yeah. come home, you go right to the gym, yep. you lift for an hour and a half, you go home and you prep for the next day. I mean, that was my life. Yeah. I had the ability at the time to do that. Yeah. For some people, they'd be like, are you kidding me? I wouldn't go to Unity three days a week, you know, mm -hmm. that just not their thing. Um, so it is kind of sort of my thing. It, for sure. And that's one of the things that, you know, we always kind of reference this too. We know it's not always there within a person's life uh, to put themselves first, but every time you get in an airplane and they go through the whole thing, it's please put your ox oxygen mask on before helping others. Mm -hmm. Like a like that that enables you to stay alive to help them. Right. And then right. you can help them, but you're now alive too. And and if and if you're not doing that to yourself, like if it's with your kid or which with significant other, and then you end up not getting oxygen in that case. You can't help them anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. So we always say the better version of you is a better version of you for everybody else. And the reason why, actually, one of the main reasons on that subject that I decided to try Unity was because now my husband's sick. Mm -hmm. Now if I get sick, we're both in the nursing home. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I have to take, this has to be a priority somehow. Yeah. And actually, I was telling Emily some days, this was my only out. Yeah. This was my only time for me mm -hmm. and I wasn't willing to give it up yeah. at any cost. It's it's oh. the it's it we just put this up in our vision of, of who we want to actually be here for and who we are here for. And it's for that person that always puts everybody else in front of themselves. Right. Where if at least there's one hour a day that they can come in here where they're being taken care of, where they can guarantee that they're gonna be taken care of for at least an hour mm -hmm. in the outlet, like that's what we are. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's what we try to be. You 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 mentioned a couple other things through there where 
we started online through a referral from Pam Jam, who's one of like our founding members. Mm-hmm. She was here seven years ago, and she came from another gym with a bad shoulder injury that she got from that gym. Yeah. We got her out of that, I think, within her first three months here, maybe less. And I still remember like her doing stuff like, oh, I can do this without pain now. Like, well, we have your shoulder blade moving. Like, it helps. <laughs> and I, like, I instantly Pam Jam was hooked. Like, I knew I knew we had her hooked on that, but mm-hmm. it was. It was just reestablishing movement, but more importantly, what I'm trying to get to here is you have eyes on coaching and, and detailed coaching right. where you get the feedback from somebody who's across the world. And even if we're online, we were online for a while and we can set up some online stuff to do. And I think we had a couple of those times where we did that, but you still have to send that into that girl to Ireland and you get the feedback the next day. Well, like, Too late. great, I'm not squatting until next week. Right. They're like, I'll mm-hmm. figure this right. out then. When we did stuff online, it was still, even with you being less than 30 minutes away or mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, there's still a delay in feedback where now all of a sudden we're in person and you get immediate feedback. Right. Like, I still remember your first day in here. <laughs> and you're like, seriously? Like, I've been doing these? I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. You've got eyes on you now. And then you get another rep in. I'm like, how does that feel? And like, like, I'm doing it totally different. And I'm supposed to be doing these for the last six weeks, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> But I think there's some value to eyes on coaching. There is. And also keeping the group small enough to where we can get eyes on coaching. Well, and the reason why I was hooked is when Pam looked at me, she says, Kathy, you wouldn't believe how many people that we deal with similar to you. And I'm like, are they squatting? (laughs) She goes, yeah. Are they benching? She goes, yeah. Without pain? (laughs) She goes, yeah. And then she started talking about her shoulder injury. I'm like, okay, maybe then... Because at first, the whole idea of coming in here and having a coach watch six people is like, what? That doesn't. That concept doesn't even make sense to me. Right. She literally had to sit there. We're in church. <laughs> Hopefully not during. Well, no, as soon as Pastor started talking, we shut up. Right. And then we had to, you know, finish the conversation at the end. It's like, so seriously? And I'll never forget because her husband was looking at me <laughs> kind of funny. He probably, poor Todd. We went to, all went to school together. Trying to think of what is wrong with you, girl. But I just like, really? So they're better. And you know, I remember the first time I talked to the, Dr. Griffin too, and I was like, okay, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page because clearly Kathy's not. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's struggling here a little bit. And I, that poor man, like I said, I should go back and, and tell him, you were right. You were absolutely right. It did get better. Got a lot well, and, better. And as soon as he found that out and we had that needle, and you came in, like I still remember you coming in here that day and being like, hey, like it was the QL, and it's better. And it's better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, sticking needles in it, which just seems a little counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and I remember Pam saying, oh, my God, I love dry needling. And I was like, are you insane? <laughs> You love this? Well, it took probably at least six sessions for Ken said, okay, this is working. Yeah. Okay, this is good. Because, you know, it hurts. It's a little uncomfortable. It's not pleasant in the moment. Uh, But I'm, I'm a big fan as well. I'm a big oh, fan. Of, yeah, I'm a big fan as well. I haven't had it done in a while, but it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a good thing I think for for a lot of people, yeah. especially if they know they respond well to it, soft tissue wise. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it just depends mm-hmm. on the body. Some yeah. people some people respond better than others. I just think I was really too sore the first time around to have yeah. that. Yeah. Down. So he got the pleasure of seeing me a couple of years later. There's there's a couple other things too where just like noting, as we kind of wrap up here, there's there's some other stuff where like we came in here. And just talk a little bit about your journey with, um, like, the deadlifts, right? This was something that you were getting after intensively with the online coach years ago. 
Right. And it's probably one of those things where you thought, like, I'll never be able to deadlift. I again. never thought I'd deadlift or squat. Or squat. Never or squat. Thought. Squat was our first one. I couldn't squat was lift our first two one. pounds above my head. Yeah. Without pain and without numbness. What are you lifting down. now? What are you lifting now above your head? Oh, God. I don't know. Emily. 25? Yeah. At, at least. least. What, are you, what are you squatting now? Oh, shoot. Whatever. Oh, I know I've done over 70. Yeah. <laughs> so, deadlifts over 70. Deadlifts yeah. over 70. Deadlifts over 70. Yeah. Yeah. You were squatting our blue-yellow bag, which would have been 50, in okay. a bear hug USB yeah. squat most recently. Right. So, yeah. so, like I said, I never, and I never thought I'd ever have a barbell on my back again. Mm-hmm. So, and, and all honestly, if I never do that, I guess that really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because there's other ways of doing it that still are challenging enough that... And that's the big thing that you're open to seeing that now, too. Right. And Mm -hmm. and seeing that, okay, there's other ways that can challenge me and help me. Right. And it's not always about the weight, but we know that there's strength training is important for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We also know that you are somebody that dearly missed that. You might have been You might have been okay with never being able to necessarily squat heavy or deadlift heavy again. But we're also getting you back to the point where you can do what you love and you happen to also love squatting and deadlifting. Right. Mm-hmm. We might not be doing hundreds of pounds. Right. Maybe right. We, we, we will, but it won't be for another year, right? Mm-hmm. But at least we're doing the stuff that, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty cool that we're doing stuff that you never thought you were going to be no. able to do again. A year ago, if you'd have told me that I wouldn't miss it. You'd have laughed me out of the gym. Yep. Yep. Are you kidding me, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And in learning how to activate muscles mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I had learned... I, I had learned so many bad habits mm-hmm. that the fact that I'm here now getting those bad habits immediately corrected mm-hmm. has made a huge difference. Sometimes that's our battle where it's not so much of us instilling the good habits, it's kind of helping the person get rid of all yep. the bad ones. Get that shoulder down. That they're aware of or not of, right? Yep. Not yep. aware of, yep. right? So yep. that's that's a big thing. And we and like Pam Jim said, we see that a lot yeah. <laughs> with, yep. with everybody. We know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, after doing this with thousands of people like we get a pretty good idea yeah. <laughs> how to help them right and the other value of us is that it's not like a PT where or a chiro where they can they you go to the chiro and you see them for 20 minutes sometimes sometimes longer okay I'll see you in next week or two weeks PT okay I'll see you in two weeks with us three four times a week right. there's right. a ton of interaction a ton of that that we can reinforce right those things and when and, you've learned bad habits that's what you need yeah at least that's what I needed. Poor Emily, she said, or you said, the shoulder, late to the party. Oh, it was, be late to the party. It was, it was both. <laughs> yeah, both of us, it probably I, I can't tell you how many times I kept saying, okay, you're supposed to be late to the party. This guy likes to be first. <laughs> make him last. Yeah, it's like, As oh. I'm pointing to my upper trap, for yep. those of you that can't see yep. us. Um, what's, uh, there's a question that we want to end everything in season two. And do you have it typed up over there? Mm-hmm. I'm going to let Emily ask it because it was her idea and I love it. Okay. So one final question, and I did give you a little bit of a heads up on it, a very short, like, two minutes. You're like, you should have sent this to me before. Yeah, I said I should have had it last week. <laughs> so I gave you a small heads up. Okay. But our final question that we're going to ask all of our guests, how does fitness allow you to live your life the way you want with clarity, confidence, and control? Well, when you can't even walk... When you can't vacuum, you have no control. My whole life was evolved around my symptoms. My whole life now is not evolving around my symptoms anymore. It's evolving around, hey, can we? Can I go for a bike ride with Lois next yeah. week? Or with a girlfriend or whatever. Um, can um, my husband and I go for a walk in the evenings? Um, that wasn't a year ago, wasn't even on the table. Um, and that's so frustrating for somebody who's always been active not to be that way. So for me, 
um, to even say to you, I want to live four days a week. So that's my goal by the end of this challenge is that I'm going to be able to do one of these days at home by myself. That doesn't didn't seem achievable a year ago and does now. So now I feel like I, I can make goals and achieve them instead of going, oh, I can't think about that goal. That, that'll never happen for me. I'll never be able to deadlift again. I'll never be able to squat. Yeah. You know, I'll never be able to lose these 20 pounds and get my blood sugars down and blah, blah, blah. That it's very freeing. And so when I hear some of the other, your clients talk about mentally where they're at because of the pain that they're struggling with, I can, my heart goes out to them because I totally can relate. I was a totally different person. And I'm starting to get a little ornery, yeah. angry, you know, with the fact that I couldn't do those things. And I wasn't always the most pleasant person to be around. Probably whined a lot in the beginning. A lot. And now it's not whining. Now it's like, okay, I can do this. Might not be able to do it today, but I will be able to do this. It's a different mindset. Not quite so depressing. Very uplifting. Very cool. Very, very cool. I think then, knowing you, you go ahead, Em. I was going to say, that is that is why we wanted you yeah. to be on this podcast. Oh, okay. Right there. <laughs> right there. Okay. I know you were asking us, like, why me? That's I, I why. kept thinking, why me? Because your, your you story, what you just said, mm-hmm. I think resonates and will resonate with so many people. Yeah. And I remember when I came in, you were talking about the deadlifts, and Jordan's like, did you see your note? And I was like, what note? And on there, I was like, am I passed? I was like, yes! Like, yes, that's so cool! So I think that part of your story resonates with so many people. Yeah. Very much so, very much so. And I keep thinking back to the day that we talked during COVID times, or I think it was so, shortly after that, where we were doing the online thing and it wasn't quite working out. And, and, uh-huh. and you're like, hey, can we talk? I'm like, absolutely, we talked. I'm like, why are we talking? And, and you need like, to get in here. Yeah, I'm like, why don't you just come try in person if you're coming to lacrosse? Like, let's just come try it. You're like, oh, I could do that? I'm like, let's just give it a shot for a month. Mm-hmm. Knowing you, I think you still would have found a path to where you are now. Could it have been as quick and as efficient as it was, even though it was a year? I don't know, but I still think you would have got here because you would have found the alternative routes. You would have found the answers. Right. Um, that is, I'm a little tenacious about those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like a, a dog with a bowl. Yeah. I keep thinking, though, if if you would have said no, like, I, I don't want to do, I don't want to come in. I'm just, I'm good. Thank you guys so much. Like, I, I, I just wonder there was another path there that could have been in the multiverse of things that, mm-hmm. you know, you could have went down. But, I don't know, man, this is I'm pretty sure. unique. This isn't a gym. And I have to tell you, more people have come to me and go, oh, really? Well, what do you think of that gym? Well, it's really not a gym. It's not the kind of you just kind of walk in, key car, and kind of go do your thing and, and leave. And so it's so funny because I see the same expression on some other people's faces like I had on my face when it, Pam originally yeah. brought it up to me and be like, but like, but then I get to be able to explain the beauty mm-hmm. of it. And if I would have never experienced that, yeah. I'm not necessarily sure I would have been able to articulate it to anybody yeah. else so that they could understand it. Because like I said, it took me a while to wrap it around my head as well. Yeah. Um, well but I don't think I would have progressed. Yeah. I think I, I, you know, I may be still in the same. Well, I'm glad you said yes. I am too. I'm glad you said yes. I'm glad you said yes to online. I'm glad, I'm glad I listened said, to you guys and yeah. said, "Oh, you're going to get better. You're going to get better." Because I kept thinking, "Oh, really." Really? If you only knew how much money I've spent on blah, 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 and done this and done that and done this and done that. and Yeah. So when cool. they say that exercise makes a difference, it makes a difference mentally and physically. So. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
I think that's how we can wrap up episode two. I know I you got to get is. on the floor anyway. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. I'm on the oh, floor. Oh, you got to get on the floor. I got to get on the floor. Too. That's yeah, great. Yeah, we're today. going into training session. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, as we wrap this up, uh, season two, episode two, we thank you so much for listening. Uh, if there's other people that you know in the community that you would like to be on the show, even if you are a member at Unity Fitness and you'd like to hear somebody else's story or share your own people, uh, let us know. Emily and I are always an open ear to do that, and we would be curious and more than happy to take some time to get you on the show and share your story and hear somebody else's. Anything else you got, Em? I don't think so. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. uh, Great episode, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Kathy Kay, thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me. All right, see you guys. Cheers. Bye, everybody. (laughs)